Are you a CrossFit coach or maybe a box owner looking to learn more about nutrition? You want to help support the athletes that come to your box, maybe have some one-on-one clients. And we all know nutrition is the foundation. We all talk about the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete. And nutrition is at the base. It's like building a house. You can't build the attic first. You can't worry about performance and sport without working on the foundation. And that's what nutrition is. So maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a box owner, maybe you're just an athlete looking to potentially earn a little more income, develop a new income stream as a nutrition coach. Well, you could check out the Own Your Eating Certificate course. We review fundamental nutrition principles, as well as teaching you how to implement flexible eating, that's macro counting, and assist others with their tracking of macros. The cool thing about it is you're going to learn so much for yourself. Even if you didn't want to coach anyone else, but you simply wanted to learn more about tracking macros, you will get so much out of this course. It'll be the last thing you ever have to read, study, purchase, because you're going to get so much information. As well as sharing nutrition experience with you, Own Your Eating will also teach you how to coach others so that you can really make a difference with the people in your community and your lives. Maybe you need to finally get your mom to track macros. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you you put on the quarantine 15 and you're looking to just lose a few LBs, a few pounds yourself. This will teach you all of that. And the cool thing about macros, the cool thing about the way in which we at On Your Eating teach you is it's really sustainable. The business setup and marketing strategies are also included. So if you do really want to make this a side deal or a side hustle, You'll, you'll have all the tools you'll ever need to do. And in addition to that, if you're a level three CrossFit coach, you can earn CEUs to help you revalidate. And we also give CEUs for NASM as well as AFA. So you can check that out. For me, every few years, I need to re-up my L4, you know, no big deal, L4 coach, but this will help you do it. So If you're interested in learning more about the Own Your Eating Certificate course, you can go to courses.ownyoureating.com. Or if you just go to ownyoureating.com, right up in the header there, it says become a coach. You can click on that. And with the code BESTHOUR, that's B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, BESTHOUR, you'll get 15% off. Go check it out now. I was the one, along with Roz, who helped put this all together. So... I really understand that if you have questions for me about it, of course, you can reach out, but I really believe in it. I've put hundreds of people through this course. It's the way I learned how to track macros. It's the way I've been tracking macros for over five years, and I think you will absolutely love it. So go check it out again, courses.ownyoureating.com, and use that code BESTHOUR for 15% off. We're back. Ryan McKenzie, such great feedback from both you coming on our show, me going on your show. I was, I was impressed. I saw it pop up on IGTV, the full episode a couple of weeks ago. Go check out Ryan's Instagram for that if you want to hear me talk about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I forgot all about that. <laughs> That's the reason I even do it. I just wanted to, I really said, hey, talk to my wife, said, Grace, we need some Cinnamon Toast Crunch in the house now. That's, you know. <laughs> Can't, can't go wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and I know it was a good episode on our show because Fern, my partner in crime here, who offers very little positive feedback to me. Josh Fern, like, 
Get some encouragement in your life, Fern. Let's go. <laughs> he's, he's got a permanent puss on his face. Resting dick face, we call it. But, but, <laughs> but he said, like, that was a great episode. And I was like, wow, okay. And, and, and I don't think he was talking about me, Ryan. I think he was talking about you. Hey, I, I thought you did great. I thought you were amazing. So <laughs> Fern can just go and... Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So I think what really resonated with everybody was this idea that, you know, as whether it's a CrossFit affiliate or a typical gym, we all hate selling. Hence the name of your book, I Hate Selling, right? I dislike selling. I strongly, you know, discouraged myself from selling all of those, you know, topics. But we hate it. You know, the best is when I get a resp an email response back when, and somebody sees my book and they're like, hate is such a strong word. I don't hate anything. I was like, okay, then this book's not for you. That's fine. Like, get out of here. But that's the feel you get. It's, it creates an emotion, right? Like we really like, I wish I could just train. I wish I could just help people. I wish I could just grow my business. I hate this part. Uh, maybe you don't really hate it, you know, but like it is the stressful part of your job. And it is the part that like you wish you were better at so you could help more people. And that's why it is what it is. That's, that's an interesting point. Do you think people hate it or do you think they're just bad at it? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, exactly. <laughs> I think they've been taught to hate it. I think there's two sides of it where um, it's almost seen, if you're a good trainer or a good coach, it's almost seen like if you focus on sales, then there must be something wrong with you as a coach because you have to manipulate people to get in with you, right? Or the other side of it, like you grow up your whole life before you even realize you want to be in the fitness industry and like salesmen, like door-to-door -door salesmen or like used car salesmen or insurance salesmen, whatever. it just, it has this bad feeling, this bad connotation around it where you're like, I'm never going to be a salesman because the way my parents talked about the salesman that came to the door or it, and how many people have parents at home that were salesmen and have a bad feeling about that because my dad's always got to sell something. He's always in the office. He's always on phone calls. He's always so like, no matter where you go, somebody has a bad feeling about it. And I think we really need to reframe the way we do it and the way we think about it. Um, no matter what your background is so that you can be good at it. Cause that's how you're going to help more people. Yeah. And I think when people feel that way about salespeople, they don't necessarily feel that way about generalizing all salespeople. It's <clears throat> typically what they're selling. You know, so for example, I was out in my garage maybe a week ago, literally in the middle of my workout, some guy comes up and he's like selling cleaner, like door to door selling cleaner. He's like, well, you know, get it, man. first of all, it's like, I have no passion for this cleaner you're selling. Like, I don't care about it. Secondly, you know, you're interrupting me, right? Like I'm in the middle of a workout. And thirdly, you're not really, you're no, like your personality is irritating to me. But, and I know that's like really harsh, but the point is if you're a CrossFit coach or you're just a fitness trainer and you're selling, it's like what you're selling is important to every human being because at the foundation of this life is taking care of your body. Secondly, if you're irritating, change that. That's something I, I don't, you know, there are irritating yeah. trainers, right? But most likely, especially in the CrossFit world, like if you're a coach, you care. So it's, you don't come across as irritating. And also you wouldn't interrupt somebody. Like you, you write time and place. Sure. Well, there, there are coaches that interrupt a lot and there are coaches that are irritating or like hard nosed or whatever. And I think there, there is a place for that. Like 
you some people want that person that's going to yell at them or whatever. I was never that coach that's going to scream at somebody. Um, some people would do it, and it's a great look, a great feel, great motivation in the moment. I just, for me, I could never get it to where when I was angry or like getting them fired up or irritating them or bothering them that it would ever even have a lasting impact. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have fun with this. Um, I think more people lean towards that. But the, the neat thing about having the right sales system is it doesn't really matter your, your, your personality. It doesn't really matter your Enneagram type. It doesn't matter uh, what, if you're a people person or a numbers person, like it's a system to follow so you can connect with people better, right? So if you're like more of a people person, I want to follow this system because I want to help people the right way. And I don't want to be overbearing and I don't want to hold back too much. I want to find the right flow. Right. And if I'm a numbers person, it's great. I want a system because everything I have needs a system and I need to make sure that I'm following the right steps. So both sides of that, it really helped me a ton because I always thought sales, you had to have this crazy personality and you had to just be big and loud all the time. But I found sometimes the quieter people and, and the ones that are more like reserved actually do better in sales when they follow the right system, because otherwise they are um, they, the loud, crazy person. Nobody trusts them right up front, you know, but the, the reserve person, it's like they've got credibility because they've thought through what they're saying the whole time. It's big. Well, and like you're saying, having that system in place is really key, especially when it's not your forte, not, you know, we've talked about it on the last show, but a lot of people don't get involved in health and fitness to sell, but Right. We know what we're doing is worth learning about. And I think different than the guy trying to sell me cleaning solution. And he, you know, he probably showed up somewhere. They were like, here's a hundred bottles, go sell it versus a trainer. That's like, Hey, I want to work with someone like Ryan and right. learn how to sell better, which by the way, we're putting together. What do you want to call it, Ryan? What's it called? It's called 10 for 10, man. 10 for 10. That's, that's the thing. It's like the old, you must we remember need a better this. Name. We probably need a better name, but that's, well, that's you, what I want. <laughs> you remember the, uh, oh, no, no. I was going to say 30 for 30. That's the ESPN special. But you remember the 30-30 club back in the day in baseball? Right. That's right. Man, the, uh, this is just 10 for 10, though. That's all we're doing. So you don't get more than 30. <laughs> so, so this is going to be 10 sessions. Uh, we're only going to take 10 people. So it's going to be very, very intimate. And over over... 10 sessions, Ryan is going to take the lead, but I'll be there as well for the, for the CrossFit community. And the goal is going to be to, to help you learn how to stop hating selling. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. So you don't suck at sales. Right. And so, I mean, the, the big, the big picture here is we don't have a lot of time in our days. If you're a gym owner or, or a good trainer, either one is to apply to both of you. Um, so CrossFit owner, manager, or, or coach, you don't, if you're good at your job, you don't have a lot of time in your days because you're working on your gym, you're, you're reaching out to people. Um, but we want to make sure that like you're actually doing the things that matter, right? So we want to actually grow the things that matter in your gym, which the first thing there in my mind is sales, right? If you can't sell the right way, then you're not going to onboard them the right way. Then you're not going to coach them the right way. They're not going to get referrals. They're going to end up leaving, right? So if we can master the sales process or at least get a giant chunk of momentum going towards it, um, that's the goal of this. So it'll take 10, 10 days. Um, basically, it's, it's every, 
every day is just action based steps. So we're going to get in, get laser focused real quick, action steps to take, to move forward, get on with the day, get, get done what you need to get done. So I hate selling 10 for 10. It's going to be good. It's going to be the best, do- best time of your best hour of your day, but it won't be an hour. I don't know. Best, best, best time of their day. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you've done this with other people in the past and I've seen great success. What have been, one or two of your best success stories from, from running your 10 for 10s. I, actually, I just, that's a good point. I've, we've run this quite a few times. Um, I don't know how many, a lot of times, but um, the most recently I had a lady and um, where she is, they're uh, still in lockdown, can't open the gym, but they can have people in their homes. They can do online stuff. She's making $1,500 more this is an individual trainer, so it's not a gym. So that's, these numbers would scale differently. But she's on her own, individual trainer, now making $1,500 more a month in training than she was ever before corona, anything at her, at her peak. So during pandemic, during lockdown, still in lockdown, making $1,500 more. Not because everyone else around her quit. Not because she did anything different with her marketing, but because she figured out her sales process. and finally started closing people and they started referring people and she's getting her prices where they need to be and actually signing people up in a big way. So that's huge to me. Some of you that might not seem like a big jump in numbers, but I hear a lot of gyms right now, they're at 50% of what they were. They're at 65% and they're, they're happy about it. And I'm like, man, if you can get your sales process down right now and you can get back up to a hundred percent or whatever that would be for you, like a gym, you got 10 trainers under you or four trainers under you. And all of a sudden, all of them are $1,500 a month or $2,000 a month over what you, um, what you ever were doing before. Uh, I think that's a big win during this time. And Oh, by the way, she's got a daughter. So she only works until two thirty, three o'clock every day because school. And so she's doing this all within a, like a part-time trainer schedule basically, and just killing it. Um, so where she doesn't have to work full time. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And I think even though it's a tough time, we're coming out of the pandemic, some gyms are closed still. I think the ones that are allowed to be open are going to see an uptick. I mean, myself, for an example, I've spoken about it. I was trying to train at home and I'm terrible at training at home. And I'm, you know, forcing myself to go to the gym, not forcing myself. I'm enjoying going to the gym. I'm enjoying the training again. I'm sore. I'm taking a rest day today, but point is i think there's you know a lot of thinking out there that the gyms are done and and i think we're going to pivot virtually for a lot of people but i think over the next year or two we're going to see the gym space go back up i think it's still going to skyrocket i think i think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to get new clients whether it's one-on-one or membership so Mm -hmm. over the 10 sessions we're going to teach people how to how to sell better there's no guarantee, but, but would you say most people, is there a guarantee? Why not? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I mean, I, this is what I've always done, honestly, with my, with my training. I don't know. I, I didn't actually talk to you about this, Jason, so I don't know if you're okay with this. But I am okay with it. I, I trust right. you. I believe, you know, you so sold me. The way, the way I've always done this, like if you join us and you hate it and you're like, hey, Jason, you're a liar and Ryan, you suck. Um, I don't want your money anyway, so just take it back and get out of here, you know? I'll give you five bucks so you can go buy a smoothie on top of it. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how I've always done it. And I've never had to give anybody their money back. 
um, cause it never sucks and it always works. But I mean, I'm willing to do that if somebody hates it. So that's my guarantee. I mean, I'm not going to guarantee that you'll be a millionaire, but I'll guarantee that it'll be good stuff. And then it's going to work if you put it in your, into action. So. Yeah. If you're interested, shoot me an email, best hour of their day at gmail.com. But we're yeah. not talking unreasonable prices. We'll hit you up with all of that. I mean, very fair, less than the cost of a month membership at a CrossFit box. So we'll, we'll, we'll hit you up. But if you hate the, I hate selling 10 for 10, you get your, you get your money back minus the cost of a smoothie. Plus the cost of a smoothie. Oh, plus the cost yeah, of a smoothie. On me, man. I'll freaking, yeah. Uh, that's, I'll have one with you. We'll go, we'll go have a beer together if you hate it. We'll, you can ring me out. Just tell me how bad it was. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, that's a very fair deal. I'm, I'm very confident that if someone signs up, if someone takes all 10 sessions and someone puts – you can't just be there. You have to then put it into action. Yeah, but I'm sure. sure you will more than make up the value, double, triple, quadruple, oh, the, the spend for the seminars. It's – like I'm not even tenfold is not even like it's, it's yeah, silly. So yeah. Um, but anyway, we get, we dive into sales stuff, like real stuff, not just, we could do, we could just sell that the whole time. You want to do that? Or you want to talk about sales? No, let's talk about sales. The people know we got two great people on here. One, one that wrote the book on, I hate selling another that happens to hate selling, but is learning. So yeah, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about selling. Let's do it. What do you want to talk about? Where are we going with your, with your group here? What do they need from me? You know, I, I think it's a really twofold in the CrossFit world. For one, someone new walks into a CrossFit affiliate and it's very much like, here it is, you decide. Hmm. Like this building, you see this equipment, you see those people working hard, this should sell itself. Right. And we forget the average person that walks in either is probably a little intimidated by this equipment or the dude snatching you know 225 in the corner they don't realize the value of the equipment in fact you walk into a crossfit gym and you come from a global gym background you're like where's the good stuff <laughs> right like all you got are barbells and dumbbells like this rogue where's rig what is that yeah where's the elliptical buddy huh <laughs> yeah where's the pec deck the leg press the you know all of those which are more expensive but aren't necessarily better you know right. and then and thirdly, you know, they, they just don't know enough. You know, it's impressive. I can walk into a CrossFit gym. You can walk into a gym and appreciate, you know, the cleanliness and, and different aspects of it. But, but, you know, most people don't see that. So, so I'd say first and foremost, yeah. it's that idea of people walking into the box and the owner, coach, front desk person thinking it's an easy, like, tell me when you want to sign up and not needing to sell. Yeah. All right. So two things. One, before we even get into that, I love walking into a gym and just, it's like all of a sudden you walk in, it's like wide open space. And there's like your typical box, like there's like some, some racks and there's some barbells and there's a bunch of kettlebells and, and balls on the, on the edge. But like you get in there, it's just like space or turf. And I'm just like, yes, this is my home. Like you get in a gym where there's like rows of machines and even rows of racks, rows of all kinds of stuff, but there's no space to get out and like do some athletic stuff too. Like or just put your barbell where you want it on the turf. Like that stuff bothers me. I, I love that open feel in a gym. And it's really hard to sell the, tr the typical person because they think, you know, if you get a 70, 80 year old and they're like, where's the Nautilus equipment? You know, and like you get anybody else. Where's the like, Nordic track? Where's the Nordic yeah, track where, machine? Where's all the other cool stuff that they sold me at the other, the last gym? Where's the hot tub? Where's everything else? You know, all this other thing. Like, 
So that, that can be tough, but here's two things I've seen in boxes specifically that I, I think we should hit on. Um, one, I think you're making a big assumption that there's a front desk person. Um, most boxes that I've seen, the person running the class, and maybe it shouldn't be this way, maybe these are some cheaper gyms, but the person running the, tra the session is the person that sells people when they come in the door. So it's not the best sales experience. And usually they haven't trained that person on what to do. They're just like, yeah, we got a sheet, put your name down and I'll be with you as soon as class is over, right? Like, is it, tell me if I'm wrong. Is that not the norm? Or is that like a lot of places, like this is a big mistake, right? Like they, you see it often? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, I, I do believe more, more and more boxes are having, you know, someone kind of, work the front desk or an additional coach but yeah you're yeah. right a lot of times it's like the the person that would sell this new membership is the person coaching on the floor yeah so now i've got to either ignore my class or sign somebody up um because you're working on a walk-in basis right hopefully people just come in your door and that your sign is going to sell you so that's a whole marketing issue right there in itself and the way you get people onboarded um which we can I don't think we need to focus on that right now, but that's a big, it's a big deal. The, um, the second part of this is, is huge where you're saying this place should sell itself. It's really clean. We got really great stuff. The class schedule is amazing. Um, the barbells are brand new or the kettlebells are we have so many kettlebell, whatever it is, people, like you said, people don't know enough and trainers know too much. So let's say it's the perfect storm uh, and it's, everything goes well for you. There's a class going on. You've got a great coach, it teaches really well and really relatable and they're going to walk people around your, your, your box and just show them what you got. Um, what most of the time, what happens? Well, let me ask you what happens most of the time. I mean, I know the answer here, but what do you see in most gyms you guys work with? Does that coach, what's the first thing they do guys at home? Think about if you have a coach in your gym, I know what you hope they do. Um, at least well, I hope. It's I know tough hope because well, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, but but I'm thinking about it from two perspectives. One, I hope they go and talk, but at the same time, they have a class to run. And yeah, have... well, let's say let's say there's two coaches though. Like you got somebody okay. at the front desk, and you got somebody coaching. There's a there's a fire class going on. It's like it is just awesome. Things are like there's young and old, beginners and advanced. It's all together. People are encouraging each other. It's just the music is going, but not too loud, so you can still hear each other. Like it's like the perfect class, right? You like should open a CrossFit box, Ryan. You got it people down. People are sweaty, but they're not gross, right? Like, it's, they're not puking everywhere yet. So, like, somebody, a new person walks in, they're like, yeah, I could do this. You know, like, wait 10 minutes and everybody's puking and dying on the floor. They don't want to see that, you know? Like, it's – but when somebody walks in, the first thing great coaches typically do is walk them around, show them the schedule, and show them the equipment, Right? which the reason they came in the gym in the first place is not to find out a schedule and not to find out what kind of equipment you had. They came in for the, the, the first step in the sales process to find out, are these the people that are going to care about me? And the second step is, can they handle my pain? Can they help me with my problem? Right? So most people have heard CrossFit because it gets results because it's intense because their friend does it because it's fun, right? There's a community feel and CrossFit does that amazingly well this community is just it's powerful right when you get that you can't get that on um like a techno gym or like a nautilus for like a matrix whatever it is um circuit it's, it's a not techno gym where are you trading in germany or something 
Where Techno Jim. has got some good stuff. I'm not. I'm not okay. into like all like it's 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 like the Ferrari of it. Like looks nice. It's, it looks oh. nice. But anyway, um, breaks down a little bit sometimes. But, you know, but whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> most trainers typically go straight to what they know, and they talk about their classes and how great their classes are, and they talk about the equipment and how how much equipment they have and how awesome it is. And most people don't care about that stuff at all. So. In fact, to, to second you, I would assume if, I, if someone showed up at my gym, they probably already looked to make sure the schedule worked for theirs. Probably. Right? So, I mean, yeah, you're being redundant. Yeah, that person is like, they're going to sign up if they came in for that reason because they already know you, Jim. I'm, I always think about this person has no idea what they're doing. They just feel fat, right? Or they just feel lazy or they just feel unwanted somewhere. So I want to fix it. So maybe the gym down the street or maybe the gym I saw online can help me. So – even if they haven't seen the schedule, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter at all because everyone's schedule is the same. You have times at lunch, you have times in the morning, you have times after class, you'll make time for them if they want to come another time for personal training. Like it's, you might have more classes or less classes, but they're pretty much going to be similar. You're not going to differentiate yourself by like, we have a thousand classes a week. Like, great. Um, four of them are full. That's great. <laughs> like, but the the thing that, is the hardest thing as an owner to get your trainers to do um, or as a coach to get your, your the salesperson to do or just to do yourself is to transition away from talking about what you have and instead use what you have to find out more about why the person came in in the first place, right? So we did an experiment at my gym uh, years ago and I made our salespeople walk the floor like they always do. They've got this like loop. So we like mapped it out, like in a, in a group X room, we mapped out the floor and we just said, okay, here's where these main pieces of equipment are that you guys all like to talk about. You're either not allowed to talk about them at all. That's the first go around. And the second go around, you're allowed to mention it, but only to get into something of their pain or something of their commitment level to, to find out more about them. So a normal tour is like, here's all our squat racks. These are all our medicine balls. These are slam balls. You can throw them down. It's super <laughs> fun. These are kettlebells. These are our ergs. Here's our bike. Here's whatever, whatever, whatever. And we got, oh, unlike most places, we actually have sandbags you can carry. Or we've got a tire. That makes us really different. Everybody's got that, right? Nobody, but we've, we all have something we think makes us different. And it's always a thing. Rather than the thing that makes you different should be when you take your tour or you stand to the side and watch the class and you explain stuff, you're using what they see to ask them questions to find out more about them because they're not going to buy you because you're so different because our tires go from 25 to 500 pounds and have 25, we've got 500 tires. That's why we're so amazing. No, they're not going to, that's not why they're buying you. It might be cool, but. Bring in 25 pound tires. I don't know. I'm just saying like, exactly. That's what makes you different, right? Nobody's got that, but. Little baby tires from like yeah, a... Yeah, little tiny tires, like little Lego tires. Truck. Yeah. Side note, did you know Lego is the largest tire manufacturer in the entire world? Isn't that crazy? Lego. It's wild. Because, of, because they go on Legos? Because of Lego tires. Because of the layout, little rubber Lego tires. They make you more have, Lego tires than any other tire manufacturer. Yeah. You have what? Tires. Four kids? I got five kids. Yeah, I know these huh? things. Do you have five kids? Well, like I got four and a foster, a foster daughter, but yeah. We got, Jim we got Gaffigan kids. right there, five kids. That's crazy. 
I'm getting some grays in my beard here and it's the beard's really it's not I can't even call it a beard it's just I forgot to shave and it's been six months so how <laughs> how old are you again Ryan I'm 36 man <laughs> five kids wow that's amazing that's, it's fun it's fun they're they're awesome they're they're you, got a lot of, you ever step on Legos dude that is the worst thing like it's worse than like a bad sales call you know you step on a Lego it's like it's awful for the first like 500 times you do it. And then eventually you build up an immunity and it's like, Oh wait, middle of the night, there's radar in my head. Now I know there's Legos somewhere. So I've got to walk differently. You figure yeah, it out. We're having a girl. So I'm not, I don't think girls play with Legos quite as much as the boys. They do make they? Lego friends. It's all girl Legos. Now they do it. And oh, my daughters man. love them and they spill them more than my son does. Cause they're younger. And it's like that, those hurt anyway, the sales, the sales tour, I don't know if you cut me off because I'm just super boring with this, but I do. No, like you're actually <laughs> one of the most energetic and entertaining uh, guests we have on the show. So I pre- and and for those that are listening, you don't you don't see all the other stuff. We don't really you're put just, that up. If you're just listening right now, what is wrong with you? Why are you not looking at my face? <laughs> well, we don't we 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 put up the audio on YouTube, but we don't put up the actual video. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wearing this, you know, weird bandana on my head. We need the bandana, man. I need video of that bandana. No, shout out to Doc Spartan for sending me this face mask, but I was wearing it earlier and I just pulled it up instead of taking it off. So now it's on my head. Sweet. But but go oh. check out Doc Spartan. They got good products and good face masks. There how's that for selling. So so going back to the to the tour, Ryan. Yes. The tour. Thank you. Thank you for interrupting me to talk about my kids and now bringing me back. And I don't even remember where I was. But yes, the tour, we'll do it. Um, so we got to use the tour to not be so excited about our stuff and be more excited about them. That's the heart of it. Um, but you can map out spots in your, so even if your tour is like stand in the corner and like point out stuff you have, um, that's fine. But let's point their attention and ask them a question about themselves. Use it to get back to them. Use it to get back to them, not just, this and this and this and this. Does this schedule work for you? Cool. Do you want to sign up? It's only 185 bucks a month. And they're like, I don't know. I have to think about it. Okay. Let us know. Write your name down here. We'll put you on an email list. No, thanks. I don't want to be on an email list. Okay. We'll come back when you're ready. Like that's, that's a typical tour for most people. And I can't tell you how many fights I had with my old training staff. I think I mentioned this on the last show, but they'd be like, so the membership and I'm like, sweet. Who like, what, you know, when did they pay, et cetera? Oh, they didn't pay yet. They're coming back. I'm like, you didn't sell shit. You didn't sell anything. They're never right, coming back. Five <laughs> kids around. I hope they can't hear me. You're but, good. Um, You're good. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, you know, and, and granted some did come back, but the majority, you know, I, I, you know this better than I do, I'm sure, but there's got to be a percentage where it's like, if you don't sign up now, every second that passes, the chance that you come back is significantly decreased, right? No, it's, it's, all, it's awful. Yeah, the percentages are horrible. Um, there are people that need to think about it. There is that personality. That the personality that, that doesn't make their decision, like the moment they walk in or before they walk in, like you, you like to think that there are people that need to think about it, but those people have already thought about it before they came in. That's the reason they came in, right? Those people don't sp- spontaneously come into a gym. So the people that are just coming in to check it out, just tire kickers, the reason that you just call them, t- your team just calls them tire kickers or just call it, they're just here to check it out. They're just here to like uh, feel it out I don't know, because they felt it out and they weren't feeling it, right? That's why they need to think about it. Like, because you just tried to sell them a bunch of stuff that they don't know that they need 
that they don't really need. They could get it done anywhere else, really. But you might have the best system. You might have the best stuff. You might have the best classes. But really, what they need to know is that you care about them the most. What they need to know is that you understand their pain. And I'll tell you, this, is, this was hard for me. The better I got as a trainer, I could see somebody walking in and say, man, I think this is what's wrong with them. 80, 90% of the time, I'd be spot on. And I would go right to that and say, hey, I think this is what we need to do. One out of every 10 or 20 would be kind of impressed with that and sign up. The rest are like, well, this guy doesn't care about me. You know, so I had to take a hard step back and, and stop being a jerk. And instead of just getting it done and being efficient and be like, like really get to know the person, really ask them real questions, like for no other reason than to show them that I care and to get to know them. At that point there, they start opening up and they tell me the thing that I already think I know and they just confirm it. And then they give me permission to go in and dive deeper. And if I can make that deeper emotional connection after they give me permission, then all of a sudden they're sold and it doesn't matter what I have. That they're going to trust me because I listened to them. They're going to trust me because I took the time to get to know them because I really understand their pain. And, and they, they feel like I know where they want to go. And I still don't yet, but they feel like it. And then we can walk out where they want to go from there. And we can see how that fits with a combination of yoga classes or personal training or um, CrossFit wads, you know, whatever it is that, that we need that I can offer at my gym. And I can make it feel like I've got a personalized offer to them even though we have unlimited classes, right? So I, I think that's the big thing to take away with that like tour idea or the selling the stuff. You know, I hear so much people say, sell, what is it? Sell the benefits, not the features. And I feel like that's so far off and so dated now because if you're selling the benefits, you're saying, this is a treadmill. It's gonna help your cardiovascular system. And it's going to help you breathe better. And it's going to help you burn fat. Like that's a benefit of a treadmill. Sure. But it's not really, have, doesn't have anything to do with who that person is and what they really need. And so we got to, we got to sell the person. We got to get to know the person and how it's going to benefit, sell the benefits in the way that, how does it benefit them? How does it really touch them emotionally? They'll say it over and over again. People do not buy things for logical reasons. You want to have a good enough gym so once they buy it for the emotional reason, they can look back on your classes and your stuff and your trainers and everything else you offer, your safety procedures. Like if you're right, right now, here's the, the main thing people are doing is like, we're the cleanest gym around. Look at all the hand sanitizer we've got. We wipe things down. We don't, we take your temperature. Like, great. Everybody's doing that. Nobody cares anymore. Just make sure that you are actually touching them and making sure that they are getting what they really need. Otherwise you're missing the boat. we got to make it about them, not about us, not about our stuff, not about our schedule. And then later on, once they buy for the emotional reason, they can go home and say, but look, look how clean they are. Look at how, uh, look at their great schedule. Look at all the stuff they've got. Um, the trainers are really knowledgeable. They're all certified. Like they're going to back up their emotional decision later on with, with all the logical stuff you would, you would rather tell them up front you can just sprinkle that in at the end after they've bought it rather than lead with it. Cause they won't buy it. If you lead with it. Like Simon Sinek said, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yes. Right? You like that? Yes. <laughs> I can't do the finger snap thing. I'm trying to. I, oh, a little bit. What's the sound uh, of baby finger snap. I, I've never baby. been able, I've never been able to do that thing. I don't oh, dip. I don't dip or anything. So. 
I don't know. Rocky's I'm a disgrace, man. I grew up as a baseball player and I can't do it. It's like, you, you gotta be able to do it. I don't know why. It just, uh, Did you chew tobacco as a baseball player? Never got into tobacco stuff, man. I've never smoked or dipped. I just thought it was gross. So me too. I've never done either. I had, I had a high school baseball coach that dipped and, um, you weren't allowed to dip and there's no tobacco on high school baseball fields. Right. So like he would dip and you could see it was all in his teeth. It was disgusting. And then like he would swallow it because if you spit, they're going to see you do it and you're going to get in trouble. So he would put it, he put a freaking chaw in his mouth and he would just swallow it. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's hardcore. I, man. It's, remember it's um, big league chew though. I do remember Big Lee Chew. They were like trying to get you to dip. Like, I feel like they were like owned by like the tobacco companies. They're like, a, hey kids, start with this. You can move on later. <laughs> that's true. Like Big Lee Chew. And then there was, remember like the fake gum cigarettes? You know, yeah. it's like, and growing up in the 80s, I remember smoking those. I'm like, I'm so cool right now. I mean, it's gum, right? And then you're like, wait, like as parents, they should have been like, no. That's what a bad the heck idea. were parents doing? Yeah. Like, you're not going to let your five kids be, you know smoking those fake cigarettes. So uh, let me ask you this, and I'm putting you on a spot right here. Somebody sure. walks in, do you have maybe like a top two or three questions that this, so some people refer to, there's a different, there's a few different names that people use in the cross world. Uh, a, a company called Two Brain Business refers to them as Joy Girl, where it's like the person that's maybe behind the desk brings joy to your life, but whether it's a receptionist, front desk person, et cetera, or a coach, do you have like, one or two questions that you think really at least begin this comp and don't give away too much. Don't forget people. we got the 10 for 10 where you're going to learn all about this. Email me best hour of their day at Gmail to find out more guaranteed to make you money or Ryan's going to buy you a beer. But do you have a question or two that work? Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good thought. I, um, I don't know. The spot. I mean, you did write no, the book. That's good. That's perfect. The, um, the thing that I, that I found is I, I write scripts for my clients and I wrote for like um, uh, the, the trainers that I would that I'm working with. Um, and we have a script that we use in the sales academy that I've got and it's good, um, but it doesn't work all the way, right? Because you can't just take a script and, and then just assume it's going to work for you. It's got to match your personality. So as much as this process has a script and a win to say everything, and, and a why to say everything, but each individual person needs to put their personality into it. So like, if I were to tell someone who's really just like low key and they're like, you gotta get out there like, hey, so good to see you. What brought you in today? Like, it's gonna feel so weird and awkward, right? Like, but if I tell the super excited guy to just chill and relax, he's gonna be like, <laughs> he's gonna try to hold himself back and he can't, right? So we've gotta like, find the right thing to say for the right person. But the, the heart of it is like, do they know that I care? So I would start with, um, some people say don't ask close-ended questions, but, um, I don't think that's a bad thing to do. Like when you get a yes, no kind of answer, I think to start a conversation off just to get them to say something, if you're having trouble, you can go to those close-ended questions just to get them to say words, just to get them to agree with you or disagree with you. I think you don't have to get people to agree with you. That's not a, that's not a sales trick. That is a gimmick. And it's, it's an right. Idea. Like if I get you to answer yes five Ten times, times in a row. or whatever yeah right. it's stupid that's ridiculous you're gonna, i'm gonna say hey am i the sexiest person you know and you're gonna be like yes oh, uh, i would rather here here's here's something that's kind of cool um i would rather you start off angry like if there's if there's a pendulum of like 
um, how much you like me and how much you hate me. I would rather you start off not liking me, come in skeptical, come in not about this, than coming in hot and ready to go. Because if you come in and you're all about this, I better sign you up right now. And most salespeople, front desk people, trainers, aren't going to be able to recognize that they're going to want to take you on the tour because that's what we do. Right. But if they come in and they're ready to go, skip the tour, sign them up and then tell them what they need to know later, because the only way it can go from there is bad. Right. That's all you can do by taking them on a tour is like miss their expectation and they, they hate it. But if you sign them up, great, I'm ready to go. That's what I wanted. Now tell me what I need to do. You can give them a modified tour of and just mold it into what they're going to be doing rather than trying to get them to sign up. Right. If they're yeah, negative, yeah, if they're negative, awesome. Now I've got some time and they've got to swing back at some point. So I, that's fun to me where I can see somebody, they can't stay there forever. Um, I would rather you be negative than neutral because if you're negative, I can at least find out what you care about and what's making you so negative. Um, maybe you had a bad experience and I can show you how we're going to be different. Maybe you're just really subconscious, like self-conscious and I can show you how we can help you overcome that. If you're negative, you at least care about something and I can show you how I can make it better for you. If you don't care at all, if you're neutral, I can't move you. If you don't care about anything, it doesn't matter how good of a salesperson I am. It's going to be really hard for me to find the thing you're passionate about. So I would say find out what they care about first. Show them that you care about them first. That might be what brought you in today? How are you doing today? Like those basic, simple questions are, are huge. And we've got a whole script that we can dive into and people can say, well, that's not my style. And they can mar like morph it and use it however they want. But I, before you even get into what to say, where are they on that pendulum is huge and finding out like, okay, are they whenever they hit good, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm on the plus side of the pendulum. That's when we sign them up. That's gotta be the, that's the moment. That's like my dating life. Like, I would get somebody negative, and as soon as I saw them positive, let's get naked. That was it. Like, I got this opportunity. Five kids later, you see what happens. So, you know, I, I think one thing, one thing we want to make clear, though, Ryan, is from a CrossFit perspective, I think people hear the word script and like, no. But right. you have to understand, like, a script is not like you're going to be holding a piece of paper, reading it, like, you know, here is our, you know, rig, and Welcome to the gym, but it's good to have, and you know, it's, it's, it's almost like those, yeah. right. It's, it's like those flow charts that were like, yes. you know, do you want to train today? Yes. Go train. No, go train. Anyway, like, you're, you're kind of like, it's just guiding you them. On what's, lift. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and some of it is psychology. There is psychology in the selling yeah. for sure. So I don't want people listening to this to be like, crossfitters don't use scripts. We don't do this. No. Like this is a, it's first of all, if you own a box, you're a coach in a box, if you can increase your income by training more people, you should be testing and listening to everything. And to have a closed mind and be ignorant to that would be just silly. I, I talk to people like you, I've talked to other sales experts that have helped me and it's helped me get clients. It's helped me do other things in this world too. I mean, we do so much selling on a day-to-day -day basis, even if it's like going on a date, you know, I'm joking earlier, but that's selling yourself. We talked about that before, or, you know, you want to win a fight with your wife tonight. You don't want to put the five kids to bed. You might sell her. And she doesn't even, I mean, your wife is probably like, Ryan, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. Right. But the point is if I, if I were owning a box right now, if, if I made my income training people, 
I would be diving into everything I could. First of all, yeah. if you didn't already last time, download Ryan's book for free, right? I hate selling.com. So uh, I hate selling book.com will take you to the book. Yeah. Okay. I hate selling book.com free, by the way. Internationally best selling book. Um, why is most of those, most of those books were sold in foreign countries, correct? In yeah. Almost, so no one in the U S bought it. it <laughs> all I paid people in the Philippines to just download it over and over again. <laughs> hey, um, that's a good move. <laughs> I might do that for uh, best. It was a really great marketing move. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, although it did get number one in Japan for some reason. And I don't know, I don't understand that. They, I don't, but um, anyway. Um, hey, you know, it, it res when something resonates, it resonates. But it's not written in Japanese. So that's interesting to they me. They speak English. Know. A lot of Japanese, you know, I'm yeah, sure English never, is never been, Obviously, I'm showing my ignorance now. But um, we got five uh, kids. That's a, that's a rough trip. <laughs> it's a long trip. <laughs> um, the thing is, um, you're spot on with the script. And that's why I like to think of it as, a process and not a script. That's why I don't like to have, Hey, these are the questions you have to ask. But once you get the process down, those questions come naturally because your everybody's gym is a little different. Um, everybody's like style of gym is a little different. Everybody's setup and layout of their gym is a little different, which by the way, that's probably my third favorite thing to do. I love sales. I love small group training, like profitable, small group training, high end ticket, small group training. And I love, figuring out the flow and the setup of gyms like though that is cool to me i love the layouts but um anyway everyone's setup is different right so and then on top of that your personality and your coaches they're all their styles are all different too so to sit here and say you've got this script and you've got to do this and say this is silly but you've got to have something to start with so that your kind of inexperienced trainers aren't just shooting from the hip and saying Oh, uh, let me know if you want to sign up, take a look around. Like you've got to give them the tools that they need to feel successful. Right. Um, and even your, your more experienced trainers who are great. Don't just go rogue and say, well, I know it better. Like, oh, this is what we do here. We're going to establish the culture. So we want everybody to sign up the same way so that when they get into the class, they know what to expect. And you know, you've always got people that signed up and like they didn't kind of get the spiel, they didn't get like the rundown of how things work and they get to class and it takes them three or four sessions before they actually even understand what's going on. They're kind of a pain and sometimes they quit because it's just not for me. Um, you had a good salesperson, right? Good, parentheses in quotes, but because they sign people up, but not good because they're losing them on the back end and it's a salesperson's fault because they didn't run through the process the right way. So that, that's the big thing is sales is the lifeblood of your gym and it also determines how well they train. It, your sales process determines what kind of results they get. Your sales process determines what kind of referrals you get. And your sales process determines your retention, how long they stay. If you have a good sales process, it leads into onboarding the right way. It leads them to stay longer. It leads them to work harder. It leads them to bring people. Uh, you don't lose people if you sign them up the right way. If you're just finding leads and signing them up as cheap as possible, as fast as possible, you're doing a ton of work for almost nothing because a lot of those people are leaving. They're not bringing you people and you have to pay a lot for those ads and those leads to get anybody in the door in the first place, or you have to discount a lot to get them in. And that's a rough game to play. That's like trying to beat Walmart or trying to beat Walmart at the low price game. Like you can't do it. Amazon realized that like they were trying to beat Walmart at the low price game forever. So they took a hit and lost tons of money on purpose just to get when they were going from books to stuff like 
They took I heard a about hit. that. Yeah. Right. They took a hit on their books. They took a hit on everything. They everything was the cheapest on Amazon, right? Like you can find it cheaper there. We're gonna beat eBay. We're gonna beat Walmart. And they were they were losing tons of money on purpose just to get their names out there. And if you look on Amazon now, nobody buys Amazon anymore because they're the cheapest. They they buy it because they'll get the tea the fastest. They're the most convenient. Everything's in one spot. I don't have to worry about anything else. I don't have to put my credit card in on some shady website. Like it's just convenient now. And a lot of stuff is 50 cents, a dollar, $2, $10 more than anywhere else. Um, Cause you pay for the convenience, but they had the money to be able to do that. If you want to compete, this is what most gyms don't understand. If you want to compete, compete with planet fitness or the cheapest box out there and be the, the cheapest thing there is, even for your starting members, if you want to be the cheapest starting offer, you have to have a ton of cash. You have to have a ton of money to be able to fight those big guys that have tons of money. That's why they can be the cheapest. It's because they already have a ton of money and it's a game to them. It's your life. It's your gym. It's not a game to you, right? This is something you really care about people. So let's make it real and let's make it matter. Uh, that's, my, that's my biggest thought there. No, and I think that's absolutely right. And something you kind of brushed over that I think it's important for box owners and coaches to hear going back to that script is for in, in the CrossFit space, a lot of coaches, it's kind of a part-time gig, right? One or two classes, a couple of days a week, maybe. So that script is even more vital because they're not getting that time under tension of everybody that walks in day in and day out. They may only interact with one or two potential clients a week, maybe even a month. So to have that, and it, you know, for, for CrossFit coaches out there, the analogy I would give you is, you know, the first time you coach the sumo deadlift high pull or the snatch or the clean, mm -hmm. you probably should have had a little piece of paper there telling you where to look, telling you what to say when you saw a certain fault. And instead you're kind of have this, like, I don't know what to do. I kind of saw no hip extension. I kind of saw an early arm bend. I kind of saw this or that. I don't know what to say. You should have had a script. Sure. I mean, Another analogy, you go on a first date and you really like this girl or guy. And wouldn't it be nice to be like, hey, if I say this, there's a higher likelihood of a second date or there's a higher likelihood of kid number six happening tonight, right? There's, there's so many point is, again, and I'm, and I'm only, <laughs> it's too late. I'm only saying too this late for because, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only saying this because I, I know that word script in the past for me has caused those like, ah, I don't want a script, but I'm telling you, don't look at it like that. It, a script is just something to fall back on. It's just another tool to have in your arsenal. That, that, that's all we're, I'm trying yeah. to say uh, about that, but it's, it, it's really important. And, you know, I think it, it, if that's what's going to help you grow, and, and I, I believe it will, it's, it's worth exploring. That's good. That's good. Is it good? You happy with that? Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, let me let you go, right? I don't, I'm, I cannot, how, we've talked numerous times and never has one of your five kids interrupted. How is that happening? I have the most amazing wife that has ever existed in the history of the world. Um, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's all it is. Man, we've got, that's it, my week this week, we have uh, Disney annual passes, right? And they yeah, are- Yeah, because you guys are down in Florida, right? Yeah, we're like 30 minutes, 20 minutes door to door to Disney. It's awesome. So, so you have seven annual passes to Disney? Uh, the, the two youngest don't need them. They're too young. So we have okay. five. Yeah. Um, Still expensive. Ex I've been to Disney. It's not cheap. They do a good deal for Florida residents, but it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, but with this whole thing, we're going to hold off on renewing just because right now, if you want to go, you can only go to one park a day. You got to wear a mask the whole time you're there. You got to reserve your spot before you go, all this stuff. 
So once you're there, it's kind of nice because the lines are like nothing right now, right? But um, ours expire at the end of this end of this next week. So my wife is like, we need to go to all the parks before the passes run out. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that means like, what is that? Four parks in in seven ten days. Sweet, I'll just put all my work into three days, and we'll just go to the park. So tomorrow we're going to Walt Disney World. Two day, three days ago we went to Animal Kingdom. We went to Hollywood. We're going to Epcot. We're doing all the. We're doing like touristing up this week. So what's I, your favorite park? Right now, Hollywood's pretty good, man. That new yeah, Star Wars MGM. Ride. Yeah, a former MGM. Uh, the oh, they changed Star- the name. Yeah, I keep calling it MGM. My kids get on me like it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. But um, I guess there was a fallout or a, a lawsuit there. They couldn't agree on a settlement, but with MGM. You but, take um, the kids on Tower of Terror. No, they don't like. That. I took my daughter on the rock and roller coaster one time. That's a good one, Aerosmith. Biggest mistake ever. Like, I was crying by the end of it. I love I was that crying. ride. Like, she got on there. She's like, "This can be fun, Daddy." She's like eight at the time, and I'm like, "Okay, you just hold on." <laughs> and it's just boom, takes off, flip, backflip, barrel roll, just nonstop for two and a half minutes straight. Just and she's like. Like, I've never – she's been hurt. She's hit her head. She's fallen down. She's skinned her knee. I've never heard her scream like this. I felt like it was all my fault. Like, I'm killing my daughter right now. Like, I've, I've traumatized her, her the rest of her life. I, it would be better for me just to take a knife and just put it in her thigh. That would have felt better to her than, than what's happening right now. Like, that's – I was like – she gets off. She's, like, shaking and crying. I'm crying. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was just <laughs> – it was a good, but overall, it's a good time. The new Star Wars ride and the new Mickey Mouse ride, the technology. A new, a new Star Wars ride, newer than the, they used to have the old one there where you kind of get in the spaceship and C-3PO oh, yeah, and R2. They got two new ones then. So there's a, there's a um, what is it? There's, you, you actually fly the Millennium Falcon. It looks Ooh. like a video game. Like it's like when you move, it moves like this on the screen. And then they've got the uh, something else where like you get captured by the evil empire and somebody comes break you out. The technology on those rides are like ridiculous. It's it's the coolest thing ever. So I like that kind of stuff. It's fun. Well, what's so cool about Disney is yeah, there, I'm sure there's new rides. I haven't been for maybe two or three years now, but like Space Mountain is still like timeless, and that's been around since I was a kid. Dude, no joke. When I was a kid, we went there for a field trip. Science, science, it was science field trip. So we went on Space Mountain. They wanted to show us how it was built. So they made us ride it with the lights on. Like, turned all the oh, lights on. So you on. can see everything? So it's a carnival ride. It's just a rickety old carnival ride. That's all it is. It's just metal scaffolding just everywhere. Like, the myths, like, the, the, the whole story of somebody, like, standing up on the ride and getting their head cut off. Like, I believe that. Like, I think um there's metals it looks like razor blades all over the place you're going so fast through it it's just craziness you you can catch glimpses of it i'm sure if you saw the the guts of all the rides no one would be going to to any amusement park anymore yeah space every ride i mean it was built in the 60s right was it 67 whatever and like they haven't updated it they they might change out a piece of track but that's it you know like it's same technology from then so it's that's fun but it's a good ride Cool. Well, I'll let you go take care of the kids. Enjoy. Which one are you heading to tomorrow? The uh, Magic Kingdom? We're going to Magic Kingdom. We're going big. Big park. Classic. Classic. Well, I'm wondering if it's going to be busy or quiet. I wonder, how have you found it based on COVID? There's nobody there. Like, you walk on the rides, you get off. They're like, you want to go again? I'm like, sure, we'll go again. Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. So that's going to be fun. But 
I don't like wearing a mask. I know you're supposed to. I just, no matter how anybody feels about it, I just don't like it, right? So I agree with you. I do it because you're supposed to, but it's not comfortable. Like Disney is like, they've got like mask patrol everywhere. Like you take it down just to like take a break for it. It's just, you're by yourself in the bathroom and somebody pops out from this, put your mask back on. Like they're like, they're just crazy. But it's, uh, yeah. Well, you enjoyed Disney World. Before we sign off, if you're interested in hearing more about the 10 for 10, Ryan's going to run 10 sessions, 10 people, email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. Like we've said numerous times, money back guaranteed. If you truly don't, you know, don't come if you're not going to bring a good attitude, but I don't expect from our listeners that that's going to be the case. And I, I truly believe anyone that takes it is going to not only leave having learned something pretty significant, but will more, I'm going to say more than double their, their spend within a month. Oh, uh, if they don't, I'd be mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I do some webinars from time to time and I always start off with like, this is like the anti-webinar webinar. Like I, I always want to like, talk to the people that are on there with me and I have a real like almost like a like interview style um which weirds people out because like I was just signing on to ignore you I didn't really want to talk you know like um I kind of feel the same way about this like a lot of people say like hey only 10 people and then it's like a thousand but like it's just a pre-recorded thing that people watch you know um we're only taking 10 and And this is live this is live it's live yeah so it'll be We'll, we'll get all the details together for you, but like, it's going to be legit. It's um, it works and it's good stuff. And yeah, you, I mean, you get to hang out with us too. So that's, you know, why would that not be exciting for you? Yeah, that's not exciting for you. Why are you, why have you listened to this long? If you don't <laughs> want to do this, it doesn't make any sense. You, well, you'll get to see all, all of Ryan's shenanigans and, and antics live, but you know, email us now. This, this podcast will be live on Monday, August 24th. We'll plan on starting this probably right around Tuesday, September 1st or so. So we'll give you guys a week, a week to get signed, to get our 10 people situated and organized. We'll shoot you out the, the days and times of the Zoom call. If you're going to miss a Zoom call, all good. We'll record them, give you guys access for, to, to have them forever. So you can always refer back to them, go over them. And like, like I said, as, as someone that's owned numerous affiliates, as someone that's been a trainer, as someone that coaches CrossFit, I think it's vital to the – to the health and growth of, of your business and your income. So check it out. Anything else, Ryan? No, I'm excited. Let's do this thing, guys. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, Hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.